about podcast launch. Uh, today I'll be having a chat with someone that I met several years uh, before creating the Banded About Facebook page. Now, if you've ever read my bio on the Banded About page, you already know that I've always been a big fan of and uh, regular supporter of live music here in Adelaide. I uh, first met today's guest through a mutual friend of ours, Bron Rees. Um, at the time, she was uh, the lead singer in a band that uh, was playing covers here in Adelaide called Wildcard. And uh, our guest today was actually in Wildcard. He was also a vocalist and guitarist and I believe the creator of the band, um, Mr. Tim Presswick. Welcome, Tim. How you going, guys? <laughs> Good. Thanks for agreeing to join me today for my podcast launch. Um, Worries you on. <laughs> it's always uh, great to know that uh, people that I've known for a while are supportive of my ideas, be they yeah. crazy or not, surrounding promotion yeah. of live music here in South Australia. So thank you once again. Um, Happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> now, look, I'm hoping that this will eventually reach a wider uh, listening audience. Uh, mm -hmm. So to help anyone who may not be familiar with you, your background in the local yeah. music industry, would you mind talking a little bit about yourself and the bands that you've been involved with, um, you know, your musical roots, so to speak? Yeah. Well, my uh, dad was a musician. Right. Uh, he, was, he was a drummer. Uh, he, he had bands in the 60s and uh, um, so we actually got, you know, got our musical talent from him. Mm -hmm. And mum being a poet as well, you know, she's a published poet. So oh, wow. We got that, we got the, the writing from that as well, I suppose. And, um, yeah, the first, actually, I was a bit of a, um, I was a bedroom guitarist. You ever heard that term before? I've heard that term yeah. many times, actually. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot my, of people start out was, in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it was my brother Bill, who's a year older than me. He he had a band called Izzy Skint in the late eighties, mm. and uh, they needed a guitarist, and I was just playing in the bedroom. And they said, "Man, if you could join, it would be great." And I'm like, oh, "I don't know," but we ended up ended up joining, and uh, we ended up doing the first gig at the um, REA. R-A-A-F, Edinburgh, at yep. the officer's mess in, in there. And it was, uh, it turned out really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was still, I did a little stand-up thing on my own and did eruption and stuff and everyone went crazy and I just, I was bitten by the bug. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so what happened then? Uh, after that, um, we just went on different, there was like different lineup changes, but me and my brother, Bill, stay together and then my other brother Simon came along and then we um, we were getting more and more gigs and brother Steve sort of picked up on the on the uh, the band doing well in Adelaide and especially for a band that was doing a few originals as well uh, you know we were doing quite well yeah yeah so um, he gave a little bit of a taste to a guy he knew called Mark uh, What's his name? Jim Shipston in at BMG, and they ended up paying for a uh, us to record a, an eight track demo out at Artec off Perry Street mm. in Adelaide, and um, that was going really well. 
we'd, we'd recorded it and he loved it and he said, um, we'll, be, we'll uh, stay in contact. But then Steve sort of pulled the plug a bit by saying that he wanted to um, sign the band up to his label, which was Big Bang Music. Yeah. So when he did that, it was just like, you know, he basically just pulled the plug out of the wall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, where's all the money? <laughs> there wasn't any. So, yeah, that's that sort of just faded off. And then the other, the, the, um, after that, the band sort of changed names again mm. to Cruel Game. And then we ended up doing all kinds of stuff then. But um, that's when... Um, I met Reno Cavone, you know, right. Reno, that's in yes, the band we now. Reno, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we ended up doing a recording out at his, at um, SA Productions, and uh, we made a CD. And that, there was, I think um, he was the drummer by then, and uh, we had another guy who was in the band then. Yeah, there was uh, Keith White from, um, who was he playing with at the time? East. Right, was, yep. I believe it was the first cold chisel. Uh, <laughs> it was the first East, not the one that you know now. Not the one that's around now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not the one that's around now. It was um, a one that was with Mick Petrozelli, who later on we formed um, Hot Chisel with. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, and then we, uh, we made a CD and, um, you know, that went pretty well. But we'd never got any bites from anywhere. It's still available too, by the way. It is? Okay. Well, we'll make sure that we include any um, links to any uh, CDs that are available for purchase in the yeah. description of the podcast so yeah. that anyone that's listening that wants to um, go and have a listen or and maybe, hopefully, purchase something, they will. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope so. Go on then, people. You can do it. <laughs> You've got to do that, right? You've got to support the local musicians. Support they need, me. I'm a they local need to musician. Eat. <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. So, now, Tim, is it right, true that your dad brought you your first guitar? He did. When I was uh, 15, he bought me this, like, real... Actually, no, we, we had an acoustic guitar at home. Yeah. It was right-handed, and all the other brothers were using that. Mm-hmm. Then I just sort of took it upon myself to uh, restring it around the other way. As you do, yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> I was... You know, Laurie, my other brother, Lawrence, had showed me some chords because he was, like, probably the best guitar player in the family. In the family, right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was asking him for chords. And, yeah, he didn't show me that many. But, you know, I, I just took it from there and um, basically, uh, yeah, stole the acoustic and played it upside down for a while. But there was only so much I could do playing the strings upside down. So that's when Dad decided I'll get him and a uh, electric guitar and we had lots of amps and drums and stuff at home so um those it just ended up being my brother just jamming continuously yeah. um in that you know out in the shed and we had great fun so as you do yeah, he, yeah, many he good bands are formed in sheds <laughs> yeah well we were at the time when uh i think it was my 15th birthday we were living out in the sticks mm. so we there was no one you know we could be as loud as we wanted to be and it was great fun and um, my brother bill before he started on bass he just jumped on dad's drums and you know i just come up with all these uh rocking riffs and 
we'd just spend all day out there and, you know, and then my dad would go, you guys are sounding really good. Yeah. And that sort of spurred us on a bit. So, uh, you know, we, we didn't even have any thoughts of being in bands together or whatever at that point. Cause, no, you are uh, just having good fun and making Yeah, we were just sort of yep. growing up and, you know, and then <laughs> sort of the women came along and then we just, you know, went off and did other things. And then uh-huh. we learned later on in life that, we, you know, we still had the bug and we um, that's when Bill had formed a band called Dizzy Skin with his mate. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you that story though, haven't I? You did. Oh, you, you, you told us that one. So, talking, speaking of women, you have a beautiful wife. How many years have you been married? Uh, married in uh, eighty-three. Mm. So, what does that make it? It's a, four, a long so time. It's, it's yeah, it's nearly forty years, isn't it? And how many children yes. did you have together? I've got I've got two girls. They're in their thirties now, Lisa the and Jenny. I've got five grandchildren. Five! Oh my goodness! How old are your grandkids? Yeah. Uh, the eldest one is in high school. Wow. So I think so. Chloe, she's 14. And then there's um, Brooke and Riley, who are the same age. I think they're a year younger. They're starting high school next year. You know, they can all sing and dance and uh, very sort of got the entertainment bug. Mm. But they, uh, they're all too shy. Really? Oh. Yeah, they like their mum. Uh, you know, like their man. Yeah. Angie only comes alive when she's had a bit of lubricant. I believe I may have seen that once or twice, yes. <laughs> you know, then she doesn't care yeah, who's watching. No. You know, she dances on the tables and that, that kind of check, you know. And, uh, yeah, the, the kids are like that, I think. I haven't seen my grandchildren drunk yet, but I'm going to guess that that's probably what's going to happen. It's going to get there eventually, yeah. yeah. yeah they're so, going to be the same way. <laughs> but, you know, both my daughters can sing very well, but, you know, they just don't. They don't? It doesn't bother them that they're not, you know, they're just happy to be mums. Yeah, no, and that's, that's understandable. I mean, a lot of people don't want to, you know, pursue anything like that. Yeah. So, you know. I oh, suppose, there was, uh, there was <laughs> one time when Lisa got up, I was on stage with um, the uh, one uh, an Adelaide band who, uh, my niece had hired the, oh, what are they called? The Superheroes, Destructibles, something like that. Incredibles? The Incredibles. Ah. <laughs> I was doing Bow River with those guys. And then, then so I looked to my side and the, <laughs> my daughter's standing there singing along with a tambourine. I'm like, well, there you go. That's the first time she's Fabulous. been with her dad. So, and uh, what a great song funny. her to be doing that with. That's actually my favourite chisel song, Bow River. Yeah, yeah mine too. First I one. love it. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, of course, Bow River was on uh, Circus Animals. Mm-hmm. Was it? I can't, I don't know. I'm not up on that. No. Oh, it was. <laughs> okay. yeah. And now for anyone that um, is listening who hasn't actually put the name connection together yet, mm-hmm. um, your brother Steve was in... Cold a Chism. band that was very famous here, yes, Cold Chisel. Yeah. He was the original drummer. And yeah. he also wrote a couple of uh, songs that appeared on no. Circus Animals. Yeah, he joined in 73 and none of the other lads were writing songs mm. at the beginning. It was just on and then um, Steve, you know, I, he, he could write songs, he could, you know, and he had the bug and he yep. thought, I better write some because I need to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> And lo and behold, I think he was the first one in the band to get it um, closest to number one with uh, 
Yes. I think it was. Yeah, that's correct. He wrote When the War is Over and Forever Now, wasn't it? Forever Now, yeah. Mm. And um, Brilliant songs. Co-wrote Flame Trees. Yes, yes. Yeah. With uh, Don, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Don's a magic uh, lyricist, so. Oh, yeah. You need Definitely. lyrics. I mean, wouldn't it be great just to hand a song to Don or tune to Don and just go, oh, throw some lyrics on there for It'd us. be great just to hang out for an hour with, you know, one of your songs and go, yeah. Make this yeah. come alive, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's had to listen to a couple of mine, and he's he's really, uh, you know, he helps you along. You know, he, he doesn't sort of get too excited about it, but he just sort of says, "You're doing well. Keep it, keep it up," sort of thing. Mm. So mm. I mean, that's enough for me. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's have... enough coming from him. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'll no, continue. Sure. I won't but chuck someone, it in. Someone like that, you know, that's uh, can. That you can send a song to is great. Yeah, kids will give you that bit of a rev up, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you you can over like you look at your songs and and um, I don't know you overanalyze them and you start picking things and you know it yeah. gets a bit destructive after a while, doesn't it? Well, I'm I'm terrible like that. I'll I'll write you know a whole uh, page of lyrics and um, especially when I was drinking, I'd. I'd write a lot, but then when I was sober, I, I woke up and I read it. <laughs> I just <laughs> I'd scribble it up, throw it to bed. What's that, Sean? But you know, the ones that, that the good ones, you can sort of sense, you know. Yeah. And they're a little bit more mature in the in the writing, you know. So, yeah. Once I've had a, a read afterwards, I sort of approve it myself then. It's a stayer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. To mine now with, with Afro, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether whether I'm doing them live or not, it doesn't matter because I know they're going to be in there and they're going to be copyrighted. So, yep, that's know, right. I've got proof that I've written it, you know, because a lot of my songs, the people are only just hearing, but I wrote them a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like another song. And I'm like, yeah, but I wrote it before him. And then they go, no, nah, no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good to so, have that proof. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've got that proof, which is handy. I still if, get make no money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do musicians make money? I mean, really? <laughs> Believe we could have a whole we, podcast about that. Do musicians make money? <laughs> we do, but we have a tendency to want to go out and buy something with it right away, like another like a, guitar, another guitar, or yeah, something like that. But you know, um, good. That's I, a way of life. It is. It is. Like I mean, it. you've got to have the equipment to make the songs, right? I mean, Apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the equipment, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm just about uh, to run out and buy another one. Are you? <laughs> the Tim Presswick band was originally yeah. called Cruel Games, is that correct? That's right, yeah. Yep, that was uh, uh, late 90s, I think. Early 90s that started. Where, uh, Cruel Ga- the name changed to Cruel Game. And, uh, yeah, it just... It was the sort of same old, same old for a while, and then uh, it was when it was only when um, Steve had passed, and then Chisel had asked me to do a um, a tribute gig with them. Then I decided to um, call it Tim Presswich Band because um, 
not that I wanted to jump on the bandwagon. It was just respect for my brother. And I wanted to sort of see if, then, you know, if I could carry the name on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think one, one or two people um, famous in your family is enough. And then it's up to other, up to the audience to make you famous after that. You know, you, I'm, I don't expect, um, you know, to be famous because I've, I've got a famous brother. No, no. You know, it's the people that make you famous, not, not yourself. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, and no, I was happy to do it. So uh, it will probably people will forget about me <laughs> the day after the gig. Do you think so? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> like, I don't think so somehow. There's too. a lot of excitement before the gig and then once once we've done it, it's, you know, I'm yeah. sitting home again and I can hear crickets. Crickets, yeah. Too yeah. many crickets. <laughs> but, okay, uh, so it's, always good fun. it's always good fun doing it. Excellent. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about that now. Okay. So okay. since their um, legendary last stand way back in 1983, Cold Chisel has reformed for four national tours, I think it is. Yeah. Um, now, the Blood Moon Tour 2020 is going to be here in January. So that's going to be Cold, oh, Cold Chisel or By the Sea, isn't it? By the yeah. Sea? Yeah. Um, and your band, the Tim Presswick Band, yeah. <laughs> is going to be supporting them here yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, we're the first ones on. At, mm -hmm. um, apparently, they've changed the time. It's just after three now. Okay. So, yeah, I'm happy about it. Love it. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Rehearsals have been going well. and um, Yeah, I'm getting excited. So is it the third time that the Tim Presswick band has been a support for Cold Chisel here? I think it's the fourth time. This will be the fourth time. This will be the fourth. Yeah. There was wow. one before Steve passed and then um, this is the third one after, after he's passed. So, okay. Yeah. That's great. I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this, okay, especially yeah. anyone that's in a band themselves or perhaps just starting out in a band, they'd yeah. love to know what it's like to open up a show for a, a popular band like Chisel. So would you mind telling us a, a bit about what that experience is like? Oh, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's nerve-wracking, it's exciting, and um, you can't wait till it's over, but you don't want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, once you're relaxed, once you've played the first song, it's just like any other gig really apart from, you know, there's a lot more people looking at you. A lot and, more people looking at you. There is a lot yeah. more. But especially, I mean, I don't mind when outside is better because, I don't know, for some reason, if you don't feel as, um, as uh, what's the word, like everyone's staring at you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when yeah. indoors, it, I don't know, it feels like um, you tend to want to put your eyes down to your guitar a bit more. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. You know, and uh, the worst thing you can do is, is probably think about lyrics. Yes. Because I've noticed that as soon as you start thinking about lyrics, you forget them. So I tend to just, uh, you know, I've got, I'm, I just stay uh, concentrating on my guitar playing. And then if I don't think of anything else, my lyrics just come to me like mm. um, they were written inside my head. Which they well, were. Which they were. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And my so wife always says, how can you remember so all those lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't remember that I told you to put the bin out. No, no, you know. no, I know, I know, I know, I get that, I understand. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> but, 
if anyone's if anyone's um, going to be doing a big gig shortly, then good on you and just give it all you got because you know they don't come very often. Not the big ones, no. No, no. so no. you know, get out there, do it, man. <laughs> do it. <laughs> so that would be your word. Your don't word worry about it. Just do it. Wise, you know, just get out there and do it. Yeah, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Okay, well, I think, you know, you've got a bit of extra talent than some, but hey. <laughs> yeah, well, not really, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> 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 you know, being a left-hander, you know, always looks like I'm a bit strange. So, it's a, And not only watching a left-hand guitarist, I mean, I don't know, I've seen plenty of them nowadays, <laughs> they're becoming a bit more of a norm. But um, what I find fascinating to watch is a left-handed drummer. Yeah, see, I play left-handed drums as well. But would you believe it? I could play right-handed drums as well. Ah, yeah. So you can, you don't have to move the whole kit around when no, you sit down. Because well, we, we usually we had a kit set up and every and like the guitar was, you know, I really strung the guitar left, but mm. I didn't know what to do with the kit, so I just uh, got on there and then um, I remember my Stephen Dad saying he can play, you know, he plays open-handed because he's left-handed. I still didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Until later on, I, I realised that open-handed means that it's a right-handed kit and a left-handed guy's playing it because your hands ain't crossed over. Uh-huh. So it was only until I, I thought, well, I wonder what would happen if I did swap the kit around. And basically, I just kept playing. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm, the kit's sort of round the other way now, and I'm, I'm still playing it. So if you can be ambidextrous on a kit of drums, that's me. That's the way to be, yes. Yeah, I, and, uh, I'm, not that I want to do that. I prefer just to program drums on my, you know, in my studio. So, yeah, it's too much. Otherwise, it's a lot of extra work, isn't it? You know, yeah. You know, I remember seeing steam coming off Stephen when he was uh, playing gigs in the pubs. And I'm thinking, geez, I hope they're paying him enough. Because they really work hard. Drummers yeah. really work hard. I mean, I, I've always had a, like, a soft spot for drummers. I feel sorry for them. I, I look oh, at a band too. and I go, oh, my God, they've hidden the drummer away again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, I've always said that if, you're, if you've got a really good drummer in your band, chances are your band's pretty good too, you know? Yeah. Well, but if your drummer isn't there. any good, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. You know, the poor guy just sits there while everyone else is showing off. Yes, I know, and and he's the one that he's running it. He's he's the engine man. Yeah. You know, be nice to your drummer. It's like he asks for a, a, a drum solo, and everyone goes, nah, nah, yeah. But no, I'll have a big um, you know, guitar solo for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's just enough time after I've done my guitar solo. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> and everyone's gone home because they're bored with that, right? Yeah. Poor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. No, I, I I think drummers are excellent and people should be a bit nicer to them. Even help them pack up if they want help. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we won't be doing that, no. <laughs> no. Well, my dad, You're home having a cup of tea and they're still packing up. <laughs> you know, my dad was playing in a, played in a pub um, every night for like 20-something years mm. in Liverpool. And John and George went in there and they actually paid him extra to keep going. And my uh, – Steve and – Lawrence, my brothers, were actually waiting tables at the same place. The the uh, I think it's called the La Boussola or Lava Sola or something like that, the Italian place. And um, yeah, they the John and George gave them brothers a tip as well. 
Wow. So there you go. So you've all, well, they've all um, had some close encounter with a live beetle. Yes. And my dad actually, my dad's band, the Victors, actually played at the Cavern. At the well. Cavern Club, really? At the Cavern Club, yeah. And he's got, you know, the, the bricks outside the Cavern Club have actually got his band's name on one of the bricks there. So he, he made the brick wall. He made the brick wall. Well, that's, yeah. that's... you know, there's, I don't know what you've seen. That's that. pretty cool. Have you have we seen pictures of the cavern with the band names outside on the bricks? Yeah. Yeah. His is in there. The victim. His is in there. Wow. That's fantastic. I know. I'm so and why, why isn't the Tim Presswick band up on the wall? <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't afford to go play in Adelaide. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll have to um, introduce you to the world of touring grants. <laughs> yes. Do that. Please. There is help available. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I want to go back to Liverpool. It's too cold. Too cold? Yeah. yeah. I'd so you're used to our climate now? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. How old were you when you came over here with the family? Was, uh, it was August 1971. I was nine, just turned nine. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was crazy because even in primary school, the Back then we had a real thick accent and the little girls were chasing us around. I was loving every minute of it. It could have been a bit of like Beatlemania. <laughs> it was. And we all had long hair Press as well. Mania. It like, no, it's like a little Beatles thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Even though they were, what, eight? With the um, Tim Presswick band yeah. opening up the show down at Glenelg Beach on January the 4th, 2020. Mm-hmm. That's not far away either. My goodness. It's not. Um, I imagine that the upcoming show, in a way, is also going to be a little bit of a sad occasion for you. Um, yeah. This would be the first time that the bands played together since the passing of your uh, bass player, Keith White, at the That's beginning right. of this year. Yeah. Poor old Keith. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? I'm actually, uh, Sue, his wife, gave me a t shirt to wear on the day. So, Look out for me, people. I'll be wearing oh. a Gibson T-shirt, which was one of Keith's. Oh, that's lovely. So I'll be proud to wear that on the day. And, uh, yeah, we've got to remember him somehow, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a lovely man. He was. Very good lad. Huge loss. Yeah, he's like a brother. Yeah, well, after knowing somebody for so long, that they become family, don't they? Yeah, you know, because we were playing together for quite some time since the early 90s. In various yeah. sort of chisel cover bands. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big loss. Big loss, huge loss. Will, will Hot Chisel play again? <laughs> That's the, uh, the million-dollar question. Uh-huh. You know, I hope so because I had such great fun. It, it kept me busy, you know. Right, you can't have a just have an original band in Adelaide because you don't play. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> the band that just got me out and about and, you know, yeah. doing the traps. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm hopefully that it, um, we can get back together next year. Excellent. So, anybody that hasn't actually seen Hot Chisel, they could actually find some footage of you guys playing on Banded About. Let's get back to where this yeah. uh, podcast has stemmed from, shall we, for a moment? Um, yeah. And there's a lot of other videos on there, as well as there's a little video that um, I recorded at um, the celebration of Keith's life of you playing. Oh. Remember that one? 
and that was a very popular little video as well. Um, have I yeah. seen that? I can't remember. You can't remember? Oh, you might have to go back onto Bandit About, Tim, and have a look. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I will. <laughs> Tell yeah. us, what do you, Tim Preswick, have uh, in the uh, pipeline for next year? I've, um, hopefully we do the hot chisel thing again. Mm. Um, so, you know, I can actually play. Because you guys were, were really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really do. It's, um, you could tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's dead right. Everyone, everyone in the band enjoyed it, and we all thought that we were doing a terrific job. Well, you were. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I just I hope that works again. But um, the guy, uh, me, and, me and Chris from the, the band now, the Tim Presswich band, Chris Walker that plays with uh, Machine Head, Yes, I know Chris, and yeah, yes, he's, he's a fabulous he's, bass player. He really is. And uh, we're thinking about doing some sort of bluesy thing. Nice. Uh, next year. So uh, we're not quite sure not what quite it sure. will be, but you can bet your ass it's going to be rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you could do blues rock. Yeah, maybe. well, it's going to be something like that, you know, maybe um, – you know, like in the vein of um, ZZ Top and yes. Ray or something like that. You yes, know? yes, very nice, uh, very nice. Yeah, but we we we've, uh, we just want to get this thing out of the way first, and yeah, and apart from that, really, I'm just I just do what I normally do, which is um, bury myself in my studio out the back, and I'm just write and record and enjoy myself. Okay, so you're writing, you're recording. Um, how many albums do you have out there for people to be able to Well, <laughs> I'm glad you should say that because I've only got the one. No, there's, the, there's, there's one album, but there's like little, when we did the cold chisel things, we'd make like these little um, CDs to sort of complement the thing, the fact that we're doing it. What was it? Yep. What all them things, like little demo like EPs or something? EPs, yeah. yeah. So there's sort of different ones of them floating around, but um, I've got like loads of songs to put on a uh, to do another CD. But I'm not. I've I've been in my studio a long time, and I've only just realised that I'm pretty crap at making one. So <laughs> <laughs> I need <laughs> you need help. Someone help. that's got. I need somebody. Know, <laughs> I need someone that's got a bit of know how. Yeah, I've got I've got all the I, the proper recording tools and stuff, but when it comes to mixing, uh, yeah, I'm not good at that. And I've got all these songs that are just waiting to come out, but um, yeah, they're stuck because I'm I'm too fu- Maybe I'm too fussy. I think it gets to a stage where you have to hand it to somebody and say, "Here, take it." That's exactly what my wife says after she hits me across the head. <laughs> no, because you will over you you end up over analysing too much, and it's just oh, yeah. no. Yeah, mm. I, that's the what, definitely what I do, and I spend hours just sort of mixing one thing, and then if I hear it on another system and it sounds a bit funny, I'll just I lose it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to do it again, you know. And yep, I was doing that for quite a while, and then. You know, I just thought to myself, I'm just going to leave it for a while, put it away. Yep. And uh, which I did, and 
maybe I'll try give someone else a, a listen to the songs. I think it could be time, Tim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll. Uh... I'll go out the back and dig them you up. You just move, yeah, you leave the room while they're doing it because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've secretly hidden them all in a little jar in the garden. I'll dig them <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, someone else can mess with them. And even if I have to re-record them, I'd, you know, that's so what? Let's do that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I've got a lot, so uh, there'd be easy 60. Okay, so you've got a few albums <laughs> worth yeah, waiting. I waiting. Have, yep. And, you know, there's all kinds of different, you know, I'm not just, it's not just one genre either. I've got, like, reggae and blues and jazz. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, you know, it's time. It's time, Tim. It really is. It is. It is. You know, there'll be people that will listen to this and they cannot, for the love of life, write lyrics, a song, anything. And they'll be hating you right now. Well... You know, but I told you before, you know, I'd read the lyrics the next morning and uh, I'd have to screw them up because I was so embarrassed about them. You know, but I don't know whether it's just because uh, my favourite writer is Dawn, you know, but to have him sort of, you know, as a friend as well, it's like I know that he overanalyzed my song. So, you know, I get a bit conscious about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's only, but it's only lately I do because uh, you know I should be writing stuff a little bit more mature, more. more is that a word? <laughs> Did well, I maybe it it's time to just rejig the ones you've got. Yeah, get them what, out that's there. That's another thing my wife says. She goes, get them you out there. Just keep, yeah, rejigging them. Not keep doing, but you know, if anything needs a little bit of a you know fine tuning or whatever, and then yeah. get it out there. I can't wait. That's what Let the happen. public decide, Tim. You know, you've had long enough to think about it. Well, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm, I'm just a slacker. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say you're slack. I'd just say that you just do what a lot of people do and they just Over- talk themselves out of it after a while. Mm. Yeah, you overanalyze and you doubt mm. yourself for self-doubt. Oh, self-doubt. Yeah. That's just, that's just yeah. part of being a musician, I think. All artists have that trouble, you know, dropping yep. off. Absolutely. It's a terrible, terrible place to get to and somebody's got to snap you out of it. We'll have to find yeah. that person, all right? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Any more questions? Yes. Okay. So what about recording something with the band then? That would be good. Yeah. Because you've yes. got what, one well, album, was, one Tim Presswick band album. Obviously, they're going to re, be recording this um, this gig. So there could be a live album maybe. So there could be like, you know, Mix that with the clipsal stuff that I've got, uh-huh. and then I could have quite a collection of um, live stuff too. So you could, and two videos to boot. Well, there's a thought. <laughs> you know, I've got all these great opportunities. I'm just looking at them like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. And other people I, haven't got any opportunities at all, and they're just going. Oh, oh, just what a waste! <laughs> I need help because I'm I'm a, I'm not an organizer. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can play guitar and write tunes, but I'm not the organizer type. Yeah, you know, I need other people to do that. Mm-hmm. As you know, you probably yes. there's a <laughs> It's like Tim, can you do this for me? I'll be like, no. <laughs> 
before we end our chat today, I'm going to ask Tim 20 quick random questions or as many as we can get through in the space of a minute to close the interview. Now, are you ready, Tim? Oh, yes. You ready for this? Okay. Your time starts now. Favourite guitar? Bender Strat. Name the first album that you purchased. Um, Sell My Soul to Rock and Roll. Who's your favourite female artist? Ooh, Beth Hart. <laughs> Lovely. Name your favourite local band. Uh, Rico. If you could be in any band for one day, past or present, which band would it be? Uh, Keith Richards, so I could give him a thicky. Holden's or Fords? Rolling Stones. Keep going, Holden's or Fords? Sorry? Holden's or Fords? Uh, well, I've got a Holden, I've got an EJ, so Holden. Okay. Which local footy team do you follow? Uh, don't really, but if I have to, uh, Centrals. Beatles or Stones? Um, Beatles. Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here? Uh, uh, dark, We've just dark, run out of time. Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, time is up. Oh, <laughs> I've stuffed up. <laughs> See, I knew we wouldn't get through all of them. <laughs> that was good fun. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? does. I've got a headache. <laughs> no, I was thinking that it might be a fun way to end an interview anyway. So, you know, yeah. bit novel. Yeah. Who knows? It might work. It might not work. It may stay. It might not. Yeah. Only time well, will tell. I want, to play with, I want to play with the stone so I can give Keith a thickier. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I love the guy, though. He's a, you know. Yeah. He's a good yeah. lad. Good lad. Good lad. <laughs> Happy okay. birthday, by the way, Keith. Happy birthday. Uh, yesterday, I think it was. Was it? Mm. Well, you're good. You know that. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, if it wasn't for Facebook, I'd know nothing, believe me. <laughs> oh, you'd never remember anybody's birthday again, would you? <laughs> Where am I going tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> Facebook will tell me. Yeah. Am I still married? Oh, yes, I am, apparently. I better check, yeah. Marriage status. Ooh. Okay, Tim. All right. So thanks again, uh, once again, Tim, for joining me for the Banded About podcast launch. It's been um, a pleasure. You've been oh, great I to chat to. I hope you can make sense of any of that interview. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of editing, all right? I'm just... <laughs> Well, hopefully everyone that has a listen to this podcast finds it as enjoyable as I did. Oh, yeah. With you. Me too. Um, just remember that all of the information and links relating to today's interview can be located in the description field. Yep. And uh, anybody that wants to get in contact with me, there's a message um, me section that you can hit and you can request mm -hmm. uh that I interview other people or, you know, make some suggestions. But most importantly, if you're listening to the podcast, you need to subscribe to Bandit About, as Tim has. Tim subscribed to Bandit About and he can't do wait it, people, to do his it. interview. <laughs> and if you've actually made it to the subscribe. end of this podcast, I thank you very much. 
<laughs> Thanks for sticking it out. Thanks it's for putting up with me. <laughs> no, thank you, Tim. You've been like absolute pleasure. You're Great right. person, and hopefully, uh, once you've got that um, next album out, yeah, next year, next year, you're hearing me. Next year, when you release your new 2020 album, is uh, you know the whole new vision. <laughs> The whole new vision. There's there's the title for the album. Um, yeah. We can chat about that on here again. How does that sound? Yeah, that'd be terrific. I'll be here doing nothing as usual. Oh no, you'll be busy. You'll of be course, busy I will be out promoting the tonight. album. You'll be promoting <laughs> the album. You'll be touring. Yep. And you'll be my manager. <laughs> and I'll be there managing you, going, "Oh my God, what have I, what have I done?" Yeah. <laughs> Stand behind me with a broom going, Thank you for listening to the debut Banded About podcast. Please subscribe and share. Banded About, proudly supporting live music. Hi, Di. Hi, Tim. It's Bron. Loved it. You guys rock. Bye.